in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, This is some breaking news, actually. Uh, China State Media has just reported that they're thinking about shooting down Nancy Pelosi's plane if she should fly over to Taiwan. Nancy Pelosi, they're going to shoot her down? They're actually going to uh, use one of their missiles to shoot down her plane if she goes to Taiwan. Now, this is tough talk. Uh, What the hell is Nancy Pelosi doing? Just stay home. Just you're you're an embarrassment as it is. We don't need you over there. I understand. She actually apparently has been sticking up for Taiwan for a long time. This is her um, her cause, her issue, one of them, a pet issue of hers. She hates communist China, uh, the Communist Party of China. We do too. That's fine. Uh, but you got to kind of. Um, I hate to say this, but you got to kind of tiptoe around, and she's not good at that. She doesn't know anything. She's really bad. I mean. I mean, just listen to her. Cut 52, please. We're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, most of the product that we've done is, except now we may have added in the last hour or so. We've put on that little extra music for the Twilight Zone effect. Really, she should stay home. But this tells you that China has no fear of us. They've lost total respect. They've lost any fear Why? Because Joe Biden, just that right there in and of itself. And they know Joe Biden very well. They've been studying this guy for a long time. You know how Joe brags about spending all that time with President Xi? Well, it was so strange that I finally figured it out. He was bragging to advertise to clients. If you want to do something in China, go see Hunter. Go see Hunter. We could fix you up with business in China. We can get all kinds of things done in China because I'm so close to the Leader of China, President Xi. I spent more time with him than any other world leader. I was on a plane with him for 17,000 miles, the leader of China. Kept on saying that, like we're supposed to be impressed. We're not impressed. All right? We expect you leaders to talk to each other. By the way, I thought that they could just pick up the phone and call each other up. No, it's got to be scheduled weeks ahead of time. It's got to be on the calendar. you got 75 people in the room with you holding all across the government. People are listening to the phone call. This is not good. Things can be leaked. You also have to worry about internal audiences. I think there should be just an interpreter, the the, the guy in charge, and that's it. Trump could pull that off. Uh, nobody else could. And by the way, Trump had every incentive to do it that way. Let's face it. You know, they leaked even innocuous phone calls. He picked up the phone to talk to the guy in charge of Australia. They leaked it. Of course, the Ukraine thing, <laughs> they leaked that. Um, so, all right, she can't go there. That's this makes very little sense. Uh, I think she might be looking for a piece of the pie herself, but it's interesting. The fake news has been muted in its criticism of her. You know, if she wants to go, she wants to go. No one's really putting up much of a fight other than uh, Newsmax, Fox News, Wall Street Journal a little bit. Do you remember the outrage when Donald Trump dared even pick up the phone and it was Taiwan on the phone? This happened in 2016, shortly after he was elected. He's uh, still Donald Trump, private citizen, president-elect of the United States. Taiwan calls. He answers it. Thank you very much for your congratulatory message. And everybody loses their minds. Cut 53, please. 
President-elect Donald Trump broke with protocol this weekend, nearly 40 years of diplomatic protocol, accepting that call from Taiwan's uh, president. President-elect Donald Trump is continuing to do things his way. He spoke with Taiwan's president, breaking nearly 40 years of foreign policy. President-elect Donald Trump publicly insulted China by accepting a congratulatory phone call from Taiwan's president Tsai Ing-wen. All right, so how much worse is it that Nancy Pelosi wants to go there in person, go to Taiwan in person, walk around? Now, I know Nancy seems like a joke to me, to you, the refrigerator full of ice cream, the drunk husband, the beauty parlor stuff, uh, you know, just the, the incessant gibberish. But she is technically, on paper, the third highest ranking official in the United States. It goes from president. If the president dies, the vice president becomes president, right? And if the vice president should die... Um, before they can pick a new vice president, you know who it is? It's the uh, the Speaker of the House takes over. The Speaker of the House. So she is, what is that? Is that first in line? That's second in line. First in line is Kamala Harris. Man, this is, you know, 300 million people in this country. We got Joe Biden at the top, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Kamala Harris, number two, and Nancy Pelosi, number three. One more time. Is she making any kind of point here? Cut 52. We're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, it's, most of the product that we've done is, except now we, we may have had it in the last hour or so. We got hours of that stuff. Hey, what's going on in Kentucky? It really rained hard. I've heard of the rainstorm in uh, Kentucky and in Las Vegas. Horrible flooding in Las Vegas. Uh, you ever bet on sports? I have no idea how to do it. It's very complicated. They got that sports booking parlor in the big uh, casinos there. Have you ever spent time in Las Vegas? I have. Actually, a lot of time. Um, Not a good place for me, quite frankly. Not a good place. Uh, First, I uh, fell in love with gambling, and um, I'm probably... I was once up $10,000, and then I went $300 in the hole. It is a horrible, horrible, horrible way to spend your time. Uh, Don't do it. Then I said, okay, I'm not going to gamble anymore. I'll just drink and, um, you know, make friends. And uh, that's no good either. So, I, you know, how can we have a city called Sin City? Sin City. Gambling is terrible. Are they really going to bring it to New York City? They have their eye on casinos, Governor's Island, Rikers Island. I think it's a horrible thing. Oh, what about all those jobs? I don't think working in a casino is all that. It's an unhealthy environment. Sure, they pump it up with uh, pure oxygen, and the free drinks are everywhere. Well, that's not healthy. It's just not a good place to be. And uh, this is something that is, I think, by definition, a vice, and it shouldn't happen here. And as we are, uh, what do they like to say, facing an existential crisis over crime, I don't think we have the bandwidth to worry about um, casinos bringing them here. Hey, I'm hearing that we've got the squeegee guys back. I personally have not observed them. Uh, They are an indicator that everything's going to pot. I'll check it out on my way home. I remember them congregating around the the mouth of the Lincoln. No, I'm sorry. It was the Midtown Tunnel. I used to see him around there. Uh, This is way back when. Now, I'll tell you something, and I love Rudy Giuliani. You guys know uh, I have such fondness and respect. And, man, he did so much for this city and this country. But there is some um, fake news and urban myth around that he's the one that got rid of the squeegees. Uh, It actually happened before he became uh, mayor. It happened under Dinkins, my dad. And you know what? You can look it up in Bill Bratton. I'm no fan of Bill Bratton, but he put it in his book. 
that it was actually Ray Kelly and David Dinkins who got rid of the squeegee guys. Now, I have a feeling Rudy Giuliani is going to give me a call every time I say something nice about the previous administration. He goes, it goes a little nuts, um, but it's true. Hey, how about this? Adam Kinzinger, are you a Republican? Do you happen to be a Republican? Do we have any Republicans out there? Now, I am not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I am registered in neither political party. Uh, this is Adam Kinzinger talking about Republican men, of which there are how many millions of Republicans? Maybe 10 million or so, right? No, more than that. There's got to be 50 million or so. Cut 59, please. Cassidy Hutchison has shown she is a brave American woman, and I think people like her, Sarah Matthews, Caroline Edwards, will go down in history as, as having more courage than, frankly, almost every man in the Republican Party combined. Every man in the Republican Party combined, you if you put all your bravery in one little pot, it would not add up to Cassidy Hutchinson's uh, Matthews and some other girl that uh, Adam likes. I think Adam does have the hots for Cassidy Hutchinson. Um yeah, I don't blame him to a point. She is attractive. But, 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 keep it, uh, come on, settle down. What a terrible insult that is. You know, there are millions of uh, Republican men who have served in war. And Cassidy Hutchinson goes in front of the cameras and gets a sweet deal. Oh, they're coming, by the way. They all get to be on The View. And they all get to call themselves heroes. Uh, they, uh, you know, this is Liz Cheney saying the same thing. Enough with this Cassidy cut 60. She knew all along that she would be attacked by President Trump and by the 50, 60, and 70-year-old men who hide themselves behind executive privilege. But like our witnesses today, she has courage, and she did it anyway. Cassidy, Sarah, and our other witnesses, including Officer Caroline Edwards, Shay Moss, and her mother, Ruby Freeman, are an inspiration to American women and to American girls. Oh, I hate that women and girls stuff. Boys and girls, men and women, bring that back. Stop saying women and girls. And they're not an inspiration to anybody. They shouldn't be, at least. Uh, these three 20-something women came forward and started slamming Trump. That is the easiest way to getting the guest spot on The View and a cheap book deal. That's And also, all kinds of attention I hear. Oh, I got attacked by Trump on Twitter or Truth Social. Who cares? That's like, it's a badge of honor with the left, okay? You get followers. You get attention. And that's basically all these 20-somethings and maybe some 30-somethings, men and women, want, okay? Maximum attention for minimum effort. And rolling out of bed... And, uh, you know, saying, oh, some guy at the office told me that Trump uh, got angry in the limo and going on national TV and having your picture taken. And, you know, uh, MSNBC calls you the woman of the year. And, you know, this is this is a fraud. This is real. <laughs> it's out of control. But I I find it very sexist. I think she's sexist against men. Don't you? Liz Cheney, those 50 and 60 and 70 year old men. Oh, how dare they? How dare they? How dare they be men? And how dare they be 50 and 60 and 70? You know, some of us, oh, by the way, uh, you know, we have something to lose. You know, when you're 26 and all you have on your resume is an internship and six months working for some congressman and $300 in the bank, maybe, yeah, what the hell? I'll go testify, see what happens. I, You know, these other girls get on The View. 
Oh, and they do, by the way. They do. Let's see here. Uh, and they do get to call themselves hero. This is Alyssa Farah. She hates Trump, and she used to work for Trump. She loved him when she worked for him and then left, got fired, by the way, cut 63. Will you say that the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, lied to the American people? He did on the election. Could you ever support Donald Trump again for election? I wouldn't. I wouldn't support Donald Trump again. Our country needs to go a different direction. The easiest thing that you can do, you can wake up every morning and condemn white supremacy. That shouldn't be hard. Pulling teeth and making it something difficult was just an unnecessary thing that I repeatedly told him, like, let's make this just unequivocal, condemn it, and let's move on. He played a role in inciting the violence on the Capitol. It's very clear. The words are there. We know what he said. Could you imagine Donald Trump even listening to this person for a second, right? If somebody came up to you, with the microphone and said, condemn white supremacy. It's like a loaded question. Get the hell out of here. It's like, tell us you're not beating your wife. (laughs) The assumption is so nasty. Are they going around asking Joe Biden to renounce his white supremacist friends, of which he had? Who was that guy he used to hang around with? Harry Bird, Larry Bird, whatever his name was from the Senate in West Virginia? This guy was a known friend of white supremacists, members of the Ku Klux Klan. What was uh, what was Bird's title? He was the Grand Cyclops, not the Grand Wizard, but the Grand Cyclops. Um, kind of amazing. Hey, one thing. Yes, it's a recession, but I feel like it's even worse. It's a bit of a depression, a depression of spirit in America. Do not succumb to it. Hey, in just a little bit, uh, soon-to-be governor, I hope, Carrie Lake of Arizona, will be joining us, an absolute superstar. Give me a moment. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Central Park Five were back in the news this week because one individual, you know there were like 50 guys in the park that night, um, and some were charged just with robbery, not with rape. One of those guys, Steve Lopez, was quote-unquote exonerated this week. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, if you want to ruin any dinner party, okay, or really, really make a liberal mad, and if you want to find out something fascinating, um, which is do your own research, and you will realize that the Central Park Five, you have been sold, um, a fantasy. These guys are not innocent. They are guilty. Well, what about that DNA evidence? No, the DNA evidence is not new. It wasn't, uh... Uh, you know, uncovered uh, years later, and it didn't exonerate anybody. It implicated someone, Mateus Reyes, but it did not exonerate the five. Nobody understands this because nobody bothered to look back, actually go to the uh, the article. I think it was an Article 32 hearing. Uh, they actually had proceedings about this back in 1990, 1991, and the prosecutors are up front. We've got DNA evidence we cannot link it to any of the people we have in custody. There is an unindicted guy out there, John Doe, whose semen, forgive me, is on this woman. Uh, but we do, we know that it was a gang assault. We have no doubt about that. Neither did the doctors, by the way, this woman who almost died. There's no way one person inflicted all of that damage. Oh, and they had videotape confessions. Weren't they forced? Weren't they tricked? You know, if you're going to force a confession, you actually don't videotape it. Talk to Marty Tankliffe about that, actually. You know, you don't want to see all the trickery. If they're going to use trickery, and that they do that in small towns, by the way, or they used to do that. You know, they could they could play certain games. 
but you don't break out the video camera and train it on the guy for 90 minutes if you're going to try to elicit a false confession. You know, you've got to say all kinds of things. You've got to manipulate them. And that's not present in these confessions, which you can listen to if you want, if you're so inclined. I know it's not the um, the best way to spend your time, but I love I love kind of uh, bursting public myths. And one of them is about the Central Park Five. These guys are guilty. Just ask, uh, what's his name again? Corey Wise. This is one of the prime um, offenders here. And listen to how he explains himself back in 1989. He's in custody. He's been read his rights. His parents are in the room. And he's got something to say. Cut 69. This is my first rape. This, I never did this before in this school room. My last time doing it. I never, this is my first experience. Did you hit her or kick her? I ain't do nothing. I was just playing with her. Did you hold her legs down? Huh? I hold her legs down for what? Five seconds. That's and that was when Steven was on top of her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to go easy on Corey Wise. This was his first rape. Did you hear him say that? And, uh, you know, he didn't rape her. He, he was just playing with her. He was just grabbing her and stuff. Did he hold her down? Yeah, yeah, but just for five seconds. Now, if you want to elicit a false confession, don't you, like, go for it? Don't you say, okay, tell us that you did it, right? No, 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 I was just holding her leg down. All right, he put himself at the scene. He did. He said he grabbed her. This is, you can watch it for yourself. I've heard people say they, they, they denied him food and water and he was dying of thirst. Well, there's a great big Pepsi can right in front of it. him. He opens it and doesn't take a sip out of it. I mean, he's not thirsty. He's fine. You can see this stuff for yourself. Let's see. That's Corey Wise. This is uh, Antron McRae. He's a little mumbly, but uh, listen, cut 70. When she was on the ground and you said that you kicked her? Mm-hmm. Were other people also kicking and hitting her? Yes. How many times did you kick her? She said like twice. Were you grabbing her arms? Yeah, I had her on her left arm. And where were you holding that? Over her head or to the side? Or? So I had her like this and this. Okay, and you, and you were holding it. Was she yeah. trying to pull her hand away? Mm-hmm. When you got on top of her, you had your penis out of your pants? Yes. Okay, uh, pretty explicit. I'm sorry about that. Do you think he's making it up? Do you think, he, who would make that up? No, it wasn't to the side. It was over here. It was like this. Correcting little details? I believe him the first time, two days after the event, actually. I believe him the first time. You know, the city of New York gave these guys millions of dollars. This is a total political move. The law department thought that they should fight this lawsuit. What's next here? This is Raymond Santana. He's a... He's a bit more uh, explicit. I think we had to bleep it out, though. Cut 71. Were you watching? No, I was grabbing the Were you standing up or kneeling or sitting down beside I was kneeling. You were leaning over? I was on my knee. Was her shirt on? Did you know where her shirt was? Do you know where her bra was? So while Kevin was on top of her, was he laying on top of her? Mm-hmm. And while he was doing that, you were feeling her breasts with both hands? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I just, uh, you know, this false confession uh, nonsense. I, you got to remember this. There's no new DNA evidence. The DNA evidence was there all the time. Now, the new evidence, the only new evidence was this guy, Mateus Reyes, a total psycho, who said, I did it and I did it by myself. 
And he never said that in court, by the way. He told that to uh, some investigator from the state police. And they're like, okay, thank you very much. Thank you for telling us the real story. Uh, Here's $10 million to each of the uh, so-called exonerated rapists. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's not the way the system is supposed to work. You bring them into court. You swear them in. You have lawyers, cross-examination, all that stuff. It didn't happen. This is one of the biggest frauds in New York City history. And it galls me. It galls me that this this happened, that somebody else is now walking around newly exonerated, probably wants money. I got one more. Here's uh, Kevin Richardson, 72. Oh, we'll get to that. You know what he's – he admits it too. These are not false confessions. These are the real deal. All right? Hey, give me a moment. uh, Soon-to-be governor, we hope, Carrie Lake, joining us momentarily. Greg Kelly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, we're back with Carrie Lake. She is the Republican candidate for governor in Arizona. Uh, She's about to, we believe, cream her opponent in the primary early next week. Uh, A total superhuman force of nature. Carrie Lake, welcome to uh, WABC. How are you? It's good to be there. I'm I'm happy to be in New York on the radio. Last time I was there, the streets were a little crazy, getting a little rough in New York City, Greg. It hasn't gotten to how it used to be. It hasn't gotten any better. It's terrible. And I understand that things are pretty rough in Arizona as well. Hey, first things first, you were a um, you were a media presence, a journalist for a long time, uh, 27 years or so before you made the switch to uh, politics and you're a natural at it, in my opinion. Uh, it was a big leap of faith, I'm sure. Did you have any idea you'd be this good at it? Seriously? No. I mean, when I walked away from my career and my large paycheck, I just couldn't take it anymore. It, it had become propaganda, and I didn't want to take part in the corrupt media where you know it was all about half lies and not putting the truth out. So I walked away, and the people of Arizona started reaching out to me and saying, please run for office. You, you understand Arizona. You understand the issues. I've been covering them for almost three decades. And we know you and we trust you. Please run for office. And, and at first I kind of laughed and thought, um, no, I'm not going to go from the corrupt world of news to the even more corrupt world of politics. But then I thought, you know, this is what our founding fathers envisioned, real people stepping forward and doing this job. And representing the people. And so I had no idea we, we would have a movement afoot. We have the biggest political movement in the history of Arizona. It's so exciting. The people are excited. We've got Democrats switching over and becoming Republicans. We have independents voting with us. And we're up in the polls so big right now. The lowest poll shows us up by nine. The highest shows us up by 25. So we're feeling really confident going into Tuesday that we're going to beat this rhino who's trying to buy the election with her 95-year-old billionaire's um, money. Oh, boy. Yeah, she's, well, yes, uh, she's uh, she's from a she's married a very wealthy man. Hey, listen, you are Donald Trump's pick, uh, President Trump's pick, and here he is, actually, the moment he endorsed you, I believe. Cut 82, please. No one understands better than Carrie how to fight back against the fake news media and the radical left. They're partners. They're partners for whatever reason. You know, we need an honest media in this country. 
The media is terrified of Carrie. She knows it better than anyone. Carrie Lake is strong, and she's proud, and she's a tremendous defender of election integrity, and she will not let anybody down. Carrie will be tough on crime. She'll oppose radical indoctrination in your children's schools. And she will protect the right to life, free speech, and the Second Amendment. All right. <laughs> that is a full-throated endorsement, to be sure. Hey, can we talk a little bit about the election and the media? I mean, it seems like they want it such that we can't question the results of the 2020 election. I think it's America and it's a free country. And if we have worries and, or concerns, we should voice them. But that's not the culture we live in right now, is it? No. I mean, you're right. Why can't we just say, hey, if, if it was perfect election, show us, prove that it was perfect, and then we'll be okay. But they can't prove that it was perfect because it was fraudulent and corrupt, and it was stolen from us. And we're not going to have that happen again. And that's why they're scared to death of me, Greg, because they know when I get in, I'm going to do the two things that they haven't done because they don't want to do it. They want wide open borders and they want rigged elections. And we're tackling both of those starting on day one. We will we will work with our legislature and shore up our election laws so that going forward, we have honest elections that Democrats, independents and Republicans can live with. I'm tired of every election having a group of people you know, take to the streets and and say the election was was fraudulent. And we know for a fact 2020 was fraudulent. We have a mountain of evidence. It's sitting on our attorney general's desk and he hasn't done a damn thing with it. And that's why he's going to be run out of town and lose this election. He's trying to become U.S. senator and there's no one who's going to vote for him. You can go to Carrie. You can go to CarrieLake.com, K-A-R-I Lake.com, CarrieLake.com if you want to help. And uh, I know people across the country, not only in Arizona, want to help you because, again, the way you take on the media, you're speaking such truth. Hey, have you gotten – I assume you've gotten to know President Trump a little bit. Tell us a little bit about, about what it's like uh, being with him and, and what yeah. he's like uh, up backstage. Well, I love the guy. I mean I loved him since he came down that escalator, and I voted for him every single time he was on the ballot. And, and I he's finally a man who was speaking my language, who was speaking for the American people and standing up for us, and we needed to fight her. He taught us how to fight. He walked or he crawled so we could walk, right? And, um, and I'm just amazed that we've become good friends, and it's, it's always great to talk to him. We talk a couple times a week, and he's fully supportive of our campaign. He loves what we're doing down here because he knows that we're bringing forth his America First ideas and policies to Arizona, and we can do that at the state level. That's what people want. That's how we get out of this mess. It's the so-called experienced politicians and political leaders that have gotten us into this mess we're in, and it's going to take America First policies to get us out. Uh, you know, I I think I told you once I lived in Yuma, Arizona. When I was there in the 90s, you know, I, I barely noticed Mexico, even though it was right next door. Uh, I understand it's totally different right now. What is it like right now and, and how did it become so different? How did why did they give up on the border? What is your what is your theory or what is your opinion on that? Well, I mean, Joe Biden basically told everybody, come on, rush the border. We'll take you in when you put that message out to the world. And you're offering up basically citizenship because that's what Joe Biden wants to everybody in the world. That's what happens. They rush the border, and that's what's happening in Yuma and all across our border. And we're going to stop it. Joe Biden is the reason this is happening. He could stop it yesterday if he wanted to, but he's he's not stopping it. That tells me the federal government 
is in on it. They're they're to me, they're partnering with the cartels by allowing this to go on. We've got tons of fentanyl that we're seizing at the border. That means even more is coming in. It's killing our young people. It's poisoning our young people, 18 to 45, leading cause of death, fentanyl poisoning. And we're going to stop that. And you know what? Joe Biden's getting the message because he knows that people like me are going to make it, and we're going to win, and we're going to get in office, and we're going to take back our, our sovereign state rights. We're going to go right to the U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 10. We have an invasion at our border. We're in imminent danger, and we cannot delay, and we're going to take on our, our own border. And that's why he is now saying that they're going to start putting the wall up because they're afraid if these states start taking over and push back the federal government, then they lose all control. But we're still going to take on Joe Biden's administration because it's illegitimate and they're trying to drive this country into the ground, and we're not letting him take Arizona with him. Yeah, that just happened, actually. The federal government is now completing, helping to complete a, a portion of the wall, uh, Donald Trump's wall. Joe Biden's finishing it. Hey, you do take on the media like nobody else, and I'd like to play one little moment here. This is uh, you having a little uh, conversation with somebody from CNN, Cut 78. Hi. Harry. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. You don't have a mask on anymore. Um, What's going we're on? Outside. Wow. Well, we're six feet apart. (laughs) Do you have a minute to chat? Um, I'll do an interview. Okay. As long as it airs on CNN Plus. Does that still exist? I didn't think so because the people don't like what you guys are peddling, which is propaganda. Thank you. Oh, it was just so great. It was so great. CNN Plus, of course, was such a dig, a well-deserved dig, because it doesn't exist anymore. It was a colossal failure. Uh, Has anybody been in in the media, in the mainstream media, given you a fair shake? We've had a couple of fair interviews um, where we'll sit down and it's not combative, but then they'll take the interview and they'll cut it up and try to twist it and twist my words. And, you know, that's fine. What we do is we just put the full interview out and say, here's how it really went down. Um, But I think people are learning. It's really hard to outsmart someone who did that job for 30 years. I know all the games they play. And uh, the worst one, I think the worst one, was when 60 Minutes Australia tried to uh, do a hit piece on me. And that's on my Rumble page. You can go to Rumble and then find Carrie Lake. I think that was – it's actually funny to watch because this guy had a – he had stage four Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> and the whole interview was his obsession with President Trump. It was kind of funny. But, uh, no, I think it's just, you know, Greg, you've worked in the media a long time. That you, you can't be fooled by the tricks that they're trying to play on you. You see an ambush coming from a mile away. One little thing folks can do, do what Carrie does, which is record the interview. Uh, everybody's got a tape recorder on now. Why not uh, keep a record of it? Because they will slice it, dice it, try to make you look as bad as possible. Well, Carrie Lake, yep. the, uh, the primary is Tuesday. We're in New York. Uh, there are some uh, there are some fairly wealthy people here. Uh, what can anybody do to help if we can't vote? That's that's so awesome that you ask. Um, you know, because what we're doing here is historic. We're taking on a corrupt machine that has run Arizona for a generation, maybe a generation and a half. It's, some people call it the McCain swamp, the McCain machine, the McCain mafia. It basically is this group of people that's just controlled our state, and and we, the people, haven't had a say. We are taking them on. They've poured tens of millions. A record amount of money has been poured into our race to try to defeat us, and they can't do it because the people are awake and they're voting with us. So it's really historic what's happening, but I'm up against a billionaire 
who's got more money to spend than anybody can imagine. Any help would, would be appreciated. If somebody in New York likes what we're doing here and wants to see um, our border secure and America First policies in Arizona, go to carrylake.com and you can make a donation there. It's K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E.com. Hey, does anybody ever call you Kari? I, 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 for the first time, <laughs> K-A-R-I. And wait, real quick before we go. Uh, where yes, are you? F- President Trump used to call me that. I finally <laughs> said it's Carrie. <laughs> but it's, I think it's the combo of the New York accent, and it's a Norwegian spelling. My grandmother was Norwegian, and so um, they spelled it the Norwegian way, and that's how you would pronounce it in Norway. It would be pronounced Kari. I understand. Um, well, listen, uh, thank you so much. Good luck, and uh, we think you're going to win big, but uh, then you got the general to uh, deal with, CarrieLake.com, CarrieLake.com, and Carrie Lake, thanks for being with us. Thanks, Greg. Okay, all the best. Safe travels through Arizona. Well, that was pretty cool, and uh, you know, some people think that she might be someday. Who knows? Vice President, President of the United States. I could totally, totally, totally see that happening. Um, and we need somebody like. Well, we got Lee Zeldin running for governor right now. I got high hopes for him. Man, oh man, oh man! As far as raw political talent goes, you got Carrie Lake. Compare that to Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul is running from the media. She can't handle it she can't she's just running out the clock and i think she's going to be shocked lee zeldin we got our own problems here in new york of course lee zeldin is the guy who can do it uh we got to get him on the show very soon as well although we've got a bit more time he's uh up in november carrie lake i hope she's not still uh sicking her supporters on lee zeldin she better not do that again that's probably illegal give me a moment i'll be right back Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Sorry about that. I love that, Carrie Lake. What an amazing person. Hey, it's Friday. And, uh, gosh, last Friday in July, huh? In honor of the late, great Rush Limbaugh, Friday phones. Let's go to Lou in Garden City. Hi, Lou. How you doing, Greg? Fine, fine. What's up? Good. Greg, uh, I believe that uh, this trip that Pelosi, the Wicked Witch of the West, is taking, uh, if she does go to uh, Taiwan, this is already manufactured, uh, what's going to happen there, uh, some kind of uh, conciliatory thing between the Biden administration and Chinese to make it uh, uh, a public relations ploy by the Biden administration. That's right. what I believe. Wait, what? I don't understand. She's going to go there, you think? Well, if she goes there, you know, China has already threatened uh, threatened us. Yeah. But that will be uh, put aside, and they'll uh, come up with some kind of solution to make the Biden administration and the Chinese uh, look good. Maybe they tariffs go away, whatever. I don't know. Look, yeah. I, would, I would like a face-saving move for everybody. I don't want war. I don't want Taiwan to be invaded. But the Chinese, they're looking at Tony Blinken. They're looking at uh, Joe Biden. They're looking at our military, and they're not impressed. 
Hey, would you be scared of this guy? Where is that uh, Tony Blinken? Listen to this. Cut 65. We put a substantial proposal on the table weeks ago to facilitate their release. Our governments have communicated repeatedly and directly on that proposal. And I'll use the conversation to follow up personally and, I hope, move us toward a resolution. He sounds like he's always asking a question, not really saying anything of substance. Uh, There he is talking about Brittany Griner and another issue. But he is a wimp. And that's part of the problem. You got to be strong with these people. They think they can walk all over us. And you know what? With this administration, they're not wrong. So, Lou, that's what I'm worried about. Thank you. Maria in Staten Island. Hi, Maria. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Uh, Fine. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Hi. Hi, hi. I'm calling because I heard through the grapevine that um, Miss Hochul over there in Albany is planning on mandating vaccines for our children in New York City for the upcoming school year after the election. So she doesn't want it out. There was this big meeting with the commissioner, Adams, Banks, and that's what she's planning. And she's not putting it out there. And I think Zelda needs to put it out there and put her on the spot whether or not she's going to mandate vaccines for our children that is completely unnecessary um, because it takes away our homeschooling. We have no other choices but to put our kids in public school. Hey, these things not should not be mandated. It's crazy. Kids get over it like they get over the cold. It's no big deal. And My she's kids had it three times during the whole the whole time. I've had it three times. I have diabetes. I have asthma. And I was fine. We were all fine. Knock on wood, you know. How did you but, know you had it, by the way? How did you know? First time around, because, you know, they give out the tests here like crazy, like candy. Um, I took we I took the test. My husband ha- is mandated, to, was mandated by his job to t- get tested weekly. He wasn't feeling well. I took it. We tested positive. We didn't test the kids because we knew, you know, it was, it was a little throw up, a little vomit, a little. All right. All right. Fever, all right. So you, you, you got it, tested. They it. didn't. I look. If she does anything like this, we got to raise holy hell. I, I, at one point, they were flirting with it before. It can't be mandated. They shouldn't be messing with our children. They're stupid enough to try. And one other thing about that, I think I had COVID myself. I lost all taste. I was fine otherwise, but I lost sense of taste. It was weird. Didn't like it, but I'm fine now. And uh, let's get over it already. We got other things to worry about, all right? Like crime! Man, oh, yes, man, exactly. oh, man. exactly. More kids are dying from crime and gunshots in New York City than the COVID-19 the last, for the last three years. It's Absolutely. Really and I'm getting really sick and tired of having to take a cab everywhere. Why? Because it's expensive. I prefer the subway. I'm not going down there again until, well, until uh, <laughs> until my permit for my gun comes through or, uh, you know, things settle down. But I'm not going down there. And uh, the, the, the price is driving me crazy. I don't like paying. I'm a bit of a cheapskate, by the way, on certain things. All right. Thank you, Maria. Uh, uh, let's go with one more. We got uh, Bob in Connecticut. Yes, Bob. Bullet. All I can say is whiskey, tango, foxtrot. Now, if Nancy is going to get on this plane and go to Taiwan, and they want to take it. Can you put Chucky Schumer on with her? All right. Come on. Number one, don't sound that way. You sound kind of, don't sound that way. We don't want her to get shot down, right? Get afraid. 
So you know they, what you remind me of? You remind me of that guy in Goodfellas, you know, and uh, Paul Servino says, uh, come on, what do you want? Uh, Henry's a bad kid. What do you want me to do, shoot the guy? And he says, well, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Then he gives him a dead stare, like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 only, I'm, I'm not serious, but he's scaring me, he's scaring me. So we don't want Nancy Pelosi to get shot down. But you're saying if she did get shot down, you want Chuck Schumer on the plane too. Ha, ha, ha. But we don't want that to happen. I tell you what, forget about Nancy Pelosi. If they shoot down an American plane with an American high official, I don't care if it's Nancy Pelosi or anybody else, we are, we're damn near a total war. We don't want that. We do not want that. You know why? Well, it's obvious. We just can't afford that. We can't. Uh, no, 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 no. So Nancy better stay home, actually. She's really lost it. I don't want her going. Hey, man, thanks for the call. Yeah, this is getting serious now. I want her off that plane. What the hell is she going to do when she gets there, by the way? I mean, what could this woman do? Cut 52. We're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, it's most of the product that we've done is, except now we, we may have added in the last hour or so, Spooky woman. Very spooky woman. Hey, Kevin, how's the golf tournament going at Bedminster uh, with the Live LIV Saudi Arabia League, I guess, uh, playing at Trump's Bedminster? How's that going so far? Do we know? I believe the tournament starts today uh, down in Bedminster, New Jersey. It goes out throughout the rest of the afternoon. Uh, so we will see updates as they come in. I fee- I hear that the main you know, the really good players are not there because the really good players stuck with the PGA. Is that true? Uh, not necessarily. Yesterday, the Live Golf uh, Series actually landed a two-time Masters champion to their roster, Ooh. and he was a former number two player in the world. Who's that? So they are attracting a lot of uh, high-caliber pro- players in the golf world. Yes, they are. All right. Who is that guy? So Bubba Watson won the Masters Tournament, which is the most prestigious tournament in the world of golf. Uh, he's won it twice, which is very, very um, rare to do. <laughs> you can't be named Bubba and play golf. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, his name's Bubba Watson, yeah. All right. Isn't he, the, uh, isn't he the NASCAR? Does he drive NASCAR as well? No, that's a different Bubba. That's no. a different Bubba. All right. What a silly name, by the way. Uh, all right. Well, thank you. And um, good. I like that it's coming off without a hitch. Uh, Donald Trump got screwed over by the PGA a couple of times, so um, screw them. I mean, it's a beautiful facility. I've been there. You know, I don't golf, but I do love the country club uh, feel and vibe. And that place, it has an amazing pool. It's very well maintained, but it's got a kind of a classic feel to it as well. And these, like, these so much, how do I put this? Like, a big plaza surrounds the pool. It's almost like a concrete beach, which I know doesn't sound very uh, appealing, but it's very appealing. It's just a great place to be. The food is awesome. And who knew? New Jersey. I mean, you forget. I look over. I don't go to New Jersey all that often. It is a beautiful state. Once you get away from, uh, you know, the oil refineries and uh, the airport, uh, you get a little bit away from the turnpike. It's a beautiful place. And uh, Bedminster, it's too bad it's not open to the public um, because you got to, I guess you got to know a member or you got to go under special circumstances. But it's it's an amazing place. And he's an amazing guy. And I, I can tell he's enjoying himself. Did you see the pictures I showed last night on the Newsmax show? Which, by the way, I'm taking off tonight. Um, I deserve it, don't you think? I'll be right back.
Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, did you see the softball game between the Republicans and Democrats in Congress? They have it, I guess, once a year. They actually go all out. They go to National Stadium where the Nationals play down the block from the Capitol, and it's a it's a real game. And I don't know if anybody really wants to see that, but um, how did they how did they do? I think the 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 Republicans won. Anyway, Linda Sanchez, she's a Democrat from Republic from uh, California. She gets a single, or maybe she probably walked. She got to first base somehow, and um, she's running off the field, and she runs by the Republican dugout and gives them all the finger. It's a member of Congress at this event that's supposed to, you know, bring on more unity and uh, uh, camaraderie. What a horrible, despicable woman. The middle finger. I mean... I'm trying to think if I do that. You know what I like to do, actually, when it comes to that? I don't give the middle finger, but I do put up, like, the scout sign. So I'll put up three fingers, and I'll say, read between the lines. Get it? Two fingers, the middle finger, read between the lines. You get it? Yeah. Like, I think that's a bit more, maybe it's childish. I saw that in School of Rock, and I uh, I think it's great. Anyway. All right, so it is obviously a recession right now. There's two quarters of negative growth. Anybody can tell you that's what they always have said a recession is. Uh, but no, oh, wait a second. What, unemployment, it's different, and this is different. All right, give me a break. You know, they are they're kind of like the Chinese, actually, and they get away with it like the Chinese. I remember Russia, you know what I mean? No matter how bad the news was, they were always telling you about some glorious new factory they just set up, you know, no matter what it was. You know they wouldn't report plane crashes in communist uh, the communist Soviet Union? Anything that was bad, they would ignore, and it was a state-controlled media. We have the damn same thing almost. We have almost the same thing. Hey, do you know who Senator John Kennedy is? Not the uh, you know the new guy from Louisiana. He's fantastic. Listen to this. Cut seventy three. Mission of the administration is that uh, um, the definition of a recession is whatever is in the teleprompter, and <laughs> this this farcical spectacle is kind of embarrassing. Most Americans don't really care about this debate or how many economists can dance on the head of a pen, what they see is a slowing economy and rising prices. It's called uh, classic stagflation. Um, President uh, Biden refuses to acknowledge it. Yeah. Hey, that guy actually went to uh, Oxford. He sounds pretty down home, but he's very, very smart. And he makes a lot of sense. Let me hear a little bit more. This is Senator Kennedy, uh, Republican from Louisiana. Cut 74, please. And the bottom line is the economy sucks, <laughs> and it's not going to get any better. This new uh, tax deal and Green New Deal uh, announced by Senator Schumer and President Biden and, and uh, uh, Senator Manchin, uh, you know, Joe's an intelligent guy. He knows that this huh? is nothing but a big money suck, uh, and it's just going to get worse until Congress stops the spending. All right. Uh, he's right about that. Uh, he's not right about Donald, I'm sorry, uh, Joe Biden being smart. Hey, one thing about Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, his whole thing was, if I can't, if I can't convince 
the people down back home about this. If I can't explain it to them, then we're not going to do it. You know, that's can he explain the Green New Deal and how it works and all this stuff and the ins and outs? I don't think he can because it's incomprehensible. Uh, it's pretty incomprehensible, and I don't, I don't think he's been explaining that um, very well. What do they have on him? Do they have something on him? I could totally see that, couldn't you? All right, Friday phone, uh, Carmine on Long Island. Greg, I love you, brother. Thanks. But Where are you? About, uh, say it again. I'm on, I'm on Route 110 right now on Long Island. I know you're from Massapequa or Seafoot or something. No, Garden City, but 110, that's like Farmingdale area, right? That's where I am. All right. Stuck so, in traffic. Uh, yeah, it got very busy out there. I used to go to take 110 from the southern state to go to the Republic Airport where I first learned how to fly. Anyway, man, thanks for calling. What's up? Okay, so the other day with your intern who was only there for 30 days, uh, she got the traffic violation. I really, really thought that you were going to say, I'm going to pick up the tab. Let's Wrong. send her away. I, I already, I, no, I'm not going to pick up the tab. I, 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 enough of just doing favors for no, for, I mean, I'm sorry. Everybody kisses the, no, I wasn't going to do that. I, I, I think you got to fight that. I'm fighting a ticket. I don't expect somebody to come in. I want to fight the ticket. And by the way, I keep getting a continuance. I got it for going too fast on, uh, what the hell was it, the Marine Parkway Bridge. Allegedly too fast. It's like three years ago now. Because of COVID, they've given me like three. I think i got to be back in court in 2024. But no, I'm not going to pay her ticket. Sorry. And that would be a very garish kind of, look at me, I'm such a great guy, I'm going to pay that ticket. No. And by the way, I think her father's really rich. Well, listen, I love the fact that you promote the Bible. Hallelujah, brother. Love you. Yes, absolutely. I guess sometimes it doesn't sound, uh, it sounds incongruent. Here I am uh, stubbornly saying why I won't pay uh, her. Fun. Look, uh, yes, I know it's, uh, it makes all the difference. It's really important. And I don't have to like everybody, but I love everybody. And uh, <laughs> just uh, uh, thank you. Uh, do you read the Bible? I mean, can you tell me a little bit about your own faith journey? Of course I do. I'm a Christian. I had a born-again experience uh, 24 years ago. What happened? And, uh, well, I hit a low point in my life, and uh, God wanted better things for me. I cried out to God, and I was in my car, and I just uh, said, you know what? My dad is in Christ. My, my brothers aren't. My teachers aren't. My uncles aren't. The presidents aren't. Abraham Lincoln wasn't. Uh, but yet everybody believes he was here, but yet not one living person and the Holy Spirit kept on saying, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I, I just said, Buddha wasn't, Gandhi wasn't, Allah wasn't. And I just said, Jesus Christ was the only man to claim to be the Son of God. Who am I not to believe it? And at that moment, at uh, March 16th, 1998, at 11.18 a.m., I had a spiritual born-again experience. Wow, that's uh, that's that's great. That's amazing. I love what you just said. Hey, can you tell me what? Go back though to the Abraham Lincoln part. What did you say about him? Well, I said, well, you know, I, at first I went back through all the presidents, and then I said, you know, Hitler wasn't, and I said, you know, Abraham Lincoln was was here on the earth, but yet not one living person has ever seen him. 
and so I just kept on going back in a chronological time in my mind. Well, it got you to the place you needed to be, and I'm uh, happy. Hey, what kind of line? Of, what, what 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 work are you in? I do title insurance. Um, that's very complex, and uh, you can always get hung up. You can do very well at that, right? You know, when it's good, it's good, and and uh, even when it's it's six uh, percent interest rates, you could you could uh, you could do good. Well, Carmine, thank you so much. Thanks for uh, sharing your story. Keep it up. Drive safe on that 110. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Greg, I watch you on Newsmax, too, brother. Love you so much. Really appreciate you. Thanks, man, very much. Thank Uh, you for the service of this country. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, uh, Carmine. And, yeah, the Newsmax show, uh, 10 o'clock weeknights, except for tonight. I am taking tonight off. Quite frankly, it's thrown my whole day in a good way, but I just, this morning, I had no idea what to do with myself. You know what I did? I went for a walk. Um just went for a walk and it was nice. I had nowhere to go, nowhere to be. Uh, the kids were at a swimming lesson. That's really nice. They're learning how to swim. I didn't learn how to swim until I was about seven or so, uh, at the YMCA in Hempstead, which I think is still there. Uh, you know, they give you that little kickboard. Uh, so they're learning how to swim and I was just walking around and it's a Friday, the last Friday in July. And, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful time to be alive. Oh, something else. I wouldn't quite call it a spiritual experience that I had this morning. But I realized if I want to look at my phone, instead, I focus on being a human being. Just all of the senses, all of the things I can feel, my feet, my hands, my legs, my head, and I just feel it. I feel what it's like to be a human, just to stand there for a moment. I don't have to do anything. Kind of like today, I was walking around, you know, with no purpose. But that was fine. I was walking. Uh, I, I did not look at my phone. It felt great. Oh, I'm so sick of this damn thing. It keeps us worried, keeps us anxious, keeps us hooked. Um I don't like it, and uh, I, 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 that was a major thing, just focusing on the physicality for a moment. Uh, it, it really was a beautiful thing. Mike and Wayne, hello. Greg, how are you? Fine, man. I can, tell you, I can bet you that uh, if this Brittany, what's her last name again, the basketball player? Griner. Um, right. If she was a white athlete and a Trump supporter, I can guarantee you they wouldn't be, she wouldn't be going nowhere. I don't know. Well, I mean, if Trump were president, he'd be, uh, look, he brought back people who look like, you know, he brought back Asian people, white people, black people. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. There's probably some truth to what you're saying. However, I'll point out that the woke left, uh, the NBA, LeBron James, they weren't making too much noise about her. You know who was sticking up for her? Conservatives. A lot of folks in the conservative media. And we were doing it, and there was a lot of objection to it. You know, hey, Greg, she uh, you know, she knelt for the flag. You know, she's not a good American. Well, you know what? She's an American. I don't care. She belongs back here. I don't want to—you ever see that movie Midnight Express? They put that guy in that crazy Turkish prison for uh, 20 years for, uh, for weed. It's crazy. Um, that's not how our country rolls. We want her back. Bring her back uh, along with that Marine. And there's another nice guy over there, some businessman. They got him for having a little medical marijuana with him, and they threw him in the slammer. We need our people back on American soil, and she'll be free to disrespect the country if she wants. I think that's very regrettable. She should probably have a newfound appreciation that we don't throw people in jail like that for, 
insufficient cause. You got to have probable cause. You got to have all kinds of great constitutional protections here in America. Brittany, I'm praying for you, actually. Uh, that's how I feel about that. Uh, all right. Uh, Edwin is in. Uh, hi, Edwin. Where are you? Mm, never mind. We don't have Edwin. Oh, do we have Edwin? Edwin. Hello. Okay. I understand hello, your name. Edwin. Yeah. Okay. Ed- Edwin. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Want to talk to you about uh, the uh, the burn pits that are affecting uh, veterans with respiratory ailments. What would you like to say about that? Well, the hidden secret is, is they burned a lot of chemical weapons that they found in Iraq in these pits, and they didn't take the precautions to tell the veterans to stay to tell the uh, military personnel to uh, to stay away from it. So there were weapons of mass, mass destruction in Iraq. No, there weren't. We've had this conversation before. We didn't go over there for uh, 10-gallon drums of mustard gas from the Iran-Iraq war. We went over there to dismantle an active bioweapons program, which was not in existence. All right? You've not been absolved of anything. Neither is George W. Bush. That war was one great big waste of time, treasure, money, lives. Terrible, terrible mistake. Weapons of mass destruction. And you know what? These burn pits, gosh almighty, you know, you do incur some risk joining the military. You do. You do. I was over there. I could I could complain about the uranium. I had all the I was carrying around a bunch of uranium in my plane. I could probably file the, the veterans are actually for the most part, taken very good care of. We had that crisis with the hospitals for a while, but we straightened that out. The veterans are, I think, the the, the care provided is decent. I understand John Stewart is, uh, i got to look more into what he's doing, but anyway, Edwin, um, that's what I have to say about that. All right, thanks. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, we love, uh, no, we don't love frivolous lawsuits. Frivolous lawsuits are frivolous. Uh, the ultimate frivolous lawsuit has been filed uh, over this whole Sesame Street uh, uh, debacle. Not really a debacle. A couple of kids went to Sesame Place. My kids are into Sesame Street, uh, Cookie Monster. All the characters are the same. A couple of additional ones. Elmo, I think, is, what, only 20 years old. And Rosita is about 10 or 12 years old. Rosita is supposed to be some sort of Hispanic one. It just looks like, to me, a light blue cookie monster, um, possibly a female version. Anyway, uh, Rosita was walking down the street at the Sesame Street Parade. And seemingly, if you look at it, uh, seems to blow off two black kids who really want to hug. These children, by the way, are the cutest children in the world. However, I had to review the tape, and I did a couple of times. Somebody before, not these children, somebody said something or did something to Rosita that put Rosita momentarily in a bad frame of mind. She started wagging her finger at somebody. You don't know who it is. They're off camera. I believe the kids were collateral damage. It would be like, let's say you see me. I just turned the corner. And I just had an argument with somebody, and I uh, just walked by you without saying hi. That's kind of what happened with Rosita here. It's no big deal, but twenty-five a $25 million lawsuit 
has been filed by the family. Uh, this is uh, obviously absurd, but the the fake news actually treating this seriously. Let's see here. Cut 56. Good morning, America. Sesame Place being under fire this morning. The popular kids amusement park apologized after a video went viral that appeared to show a costume character snubbing two black girls. The family and their attorney is going to have a press conference here in New York today. But the little girls, six years old, I mean, no matter where you come down on interpretation, their little hearts were broken. And the girls are so sad. They said they've actually gotten counseling for the girls right now. And they've just been surrounded by family with the support for now. Now, they both should have burst out laughing. Michael Strahan and the other one, T.J. Holmes. T.J. Holmes is a pretty sharp guy. Your heart has got to break. They could hug any one of a million other characters there. It wasn't all that. It just wasn't a big deal. There was momentary confusion. Everybody likes to hug and kiss at Sesame Place. Well, you know, to a to a certain degree. And all kinds of characters. They got to go. You might as well learn this lesson now that... Um, Every now and then you'll be momentarily disappointed, if not longer. No big deal. But they've all lawyered up. Here's the father of the two little girls. I don't know if I like calling them two little black girls. I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know, do we say that anymore? I mean, just, who cares? Uh, two little girls. Uh, but I guess, uh, anyway, cut 57. So I'm hurt, devastated, me and my wife, you know. Um, just looking at her face. It makes me want to cry every time I see it. Oh, brother. Lighten up, Francis. Here's the lawyer they got who looks like a costume character himself. Uh, Cut 58. We want to punish SeaWorld because they know what happened was wrong. And we're sure that we are going to find that this was indeed a pattern that they were aware of. They just didn't care. What the hell does SeaWorld have to do with it? I didn't see any dolphins or anything. Does SeaWorld own Sesame Street? Uh, maybe he just got it confused. He files so many frivolous lawsuits, he gets uh, he gets confused. Um, I've never sued anybody, and I've never been sued. That's probably a good thing. You know what you need, though? An LLC, a limited liability Corporation. That's what you do. That's what you invent. That's what you you buy. You set one up. So, if you are sued, well, just make sure you do it through the LLC. You, you the, the limited liability. You don't want the liability. You want your LLC to uh, have the liability. Isn't that? Let's get that title guy back on the phone. Hey, the uh, Trump event is working out very well at Bedminster, even though they're giving him a hard time about. Give me a break. September eleventh. Has nothing to do with this event. Cut 77, please. You're so closely associated with the city of New York. You, of all people, understand the passion surrounding 9-11. What do you say to those family members who protested earlier this week and will be doing so again on Friday? Well, nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately, and they should have, as to the maniacs that did that horrible thing to our city, to our country, to the world. So nobody's really been there, but I can tell you that... uh, there are a lot of really great people that are out here today, and we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to celebrate, and money's going to charity. A lot of money's going to charity. And you have really the best players in the world, many of the best players in the world, and soon you'll probably have all of them. you got to remember this. You know, Saudi Arabia, they call up the uh, the 9-11 families. There are 3,000 people, unfortunately, who are lost on 9-11, so there are a lot of people. Not one family represents all the thinking of uh, those lost on September 11th. Not 100 families, not 1,000 families, all right? There are a lot of different opinions. you got to remember this about Saudi Arabia. People forget. 
Um, Saudi Arabia is an ally of America, and they were after 9-11. They were before 9-11. Yes, 15 of the hijackers were born in Saudi Arabia. That does not mean the government of Saudi Arabia had anything to do with the planning, the plotting, or anything like that. Now, I understand there may have been some frustration about how forthcoming they were with information in the aftermath. And anytime one government talks to another government about anything, there's always going to be snafus, hiccups, um, difficulties. So, look, Donald Trump went to Saudi Arabia as president. Joe Biden went to Saudi Arabia as president. Uh, Barack Obama went to Saudi Arabia as president. And George W. Bush went to Saudi Arabia as president after September 11th. They are a friend of ours. We don't agree with everything they do, but the government did not attack us on September 11th. Al-Qaeda did. It's different. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, we had Carrie Lake on earlier, and one thing she said in a rally, I saw her with Trump, and she said she really has the feeling, as I do, that one day Trump could have massive support across the entire country, as in winning 40 states, winning 45 states. You know, we used to have that in America. We actually had that. We've had it. And you know who had it? Republican presidents. Richard Nixon won 49 states. Ronald Reagan won 49 states. In my lifetime, a president, that was how much unity we had. I could see it happening again. I don't know. We, I could be wrong, but I don't think so, actually. I had, a, I had a moment when he came down that escalator and I heard that speech. You know, I was in the room and I thought, this is a total game changer. Everything is different from this point on. I could feel it. I could feel it in my bones. And I was telling people, I'm like, this guy's going to win. He's going to win. I said it publicly, by the way. And if I, and what I was thinking was, I thought that this could be the first kind, this could be a president who could win 45 states, 49 states. Now, obviously that didn't happen. And it's unlikely to happen in 2024. But 2028, Well, who knows? How old will he be in 2028? All right. Enough of that, because my next guest, (laughs) I have a feeling, but I always skip around the topic. We're not 100 percent in uh, in line politically. She's Jacqueline Carl, the news anchor here. Welcome back, Jacqueline. Hello. Uh, Fair assumption that we're not totally on board or uh, we're we're not. Yeah, not even. The more important thing is. I can still become a Mega Millions billionaire, and that's what's on my mind right now, Greg. Okay, the uh, the lotto. Now, do me a favor. Don't play the lotto. <laughs> okay. I know it's a billion-dollar jackpot, but— It's more than a billion. What is it now? $1.28 billion, and if no one wins tonight, the next drawing Tuesdays will be the largest ever at one point seven. So here's one of the many reasons why we shouldn't have a lottery. Okay. One in, like, five people— believe they're totally convinced that one day they'll win the lottery they just know like that's their plan i have a feeling <laughs> the plan that's that's a good plan i think i was one of those people i remember my husband really? like, yeah i had a hunch that i was going to win the lottery i just had a special feeling you know i'm special i know i'm going to win the lottery mm-hmm. i just knew it i just could feel it in my bones that i was right. going to win the lottery and what happened well here i am <laughs> and uh you, you could know still win i wouldn't even want to win the lottery why not 
Well, if you win, then just you can pass it right on over to me. No, look, if I won the lottery, first of all, where would you live? The first thing I would do is try to keep it quiet, and you can't. Mm. So what would I, overnight, I would lose whatever respect I command from friends and family, strangers, no matter what I acquire, no matter whether it's a car, a house, or whatever, they'll not see it as something, you know, through my labor, through my hard work, through any kind of special ability. No. While just I'm sitting by the pool, that won't matter to me. Dumb luck. You know so? what? You can sit by the pool right now. You can sit by the pool on the way home. There are plenty of pools. Not in my crazy-sized mansion or on my yacht. I can't. And once I'm there, I don't care how people think I got my All money. Right. Well, how are you going to feel if you're on a yacht mm. that you Great. just got for dumb luck? It's not even yours. Fabulous. Yeah. Y- yeah. I don't think so. Oh, yes. You know, these people, they win the lottery. It happens all the time. They they lose the money. They wind up dead. They start drinking. Oh they God. become alcoholics. It <laughs> does. I'm telling you. You have. Come on I'm t- absolutely telling I you. I know that I've, re- I've seen those specials and those documentaries and all that but yeah like the guy in west virginia we're talking about 1.7 billion i think somehow i'll manage to muddle through on that first for the rest of, of all life. first of all it's only a half billion right oh, after okay. taxes right and then this that and the other thing I by. the entire world comes at you you're it's a totally we should not impose that on a person nobody should have to go through that it's so i think it's unfair to the people I'll take it then I'll use my hell, spy okay. name, what Natasha. do you want? What do you want that you don't have right now, other than the boat? Have you ever been on a yacht? By the way, yes. they stink. No, they don't. They literally stink. And here's something else I don't like about yachts. Okay, you got to have a bunch of strangers on board to take care of everything. You got to constantly clean the thing. And here's what, quite I frankly, don't have to clean it. Go ahead, Frank. Like, well, you're right. I mean, well, yet that hose it down and stuff. I wouldn't like. I look, have my people for that. Your people. Here's what I don't want. And this is what I have in common with, what's his name? Um, who's that rich guy in Nebraska? Warren Buffett. Okay. You know, he doesn't have all this stuff. He doesn't have a yacht. He doesn't have a big mansion. You know why? Because to have all that stuff, you got to have people around. Mm. And that's a violation of your privacy. And they steal from you and they spy on you. And then your wife, you know, falls in love with one of those little, you know, jerks. Mm. You know, stuff like that happens. Okay. There's no upside then, you're saying, to... to- just coming into like a half a billion dollars. No upside. I think there's a lot more downside than upside. I wouldn't want I wouldn't See, want it. You're right. We do disagree on these. I things. wouldn't want it. And then what the hell? I mean, what do you live for? What's your goal? Nothing. Oh, come on. What you do you do live whatever. for? Do whatever scuba you want. Scuba diving, traveling. Scuba diving. First of all, you want to scuba dive? Haven't you I ever love done it. that? Yes, it's wonderful. All right, great. Knock yourself out. You don't need a billion dollars to do that. I know, but these are things I would do. Every day you're going to scuba dive. Most days. I take no, some days you're going to get bored. You're going to get bored, and you know what you're going to start doing? You're going to start drinking and doing drugs. No, <laughs> what you said? You've got me dead in an alleyway because I won Mega Millions. Yes. So right. I hope you're not playing this foolish thing. Of course I am. All right. And I will send you a postcard is from the o- SS Jacqueline. Is there an office pool? No, I don't. See, that's another thing. I, that's the thing I don't like when you're trying to buy a lottery ticket and someone says, "Do you want to go in half with me?" And I'm like, "And give like a." half a billion dollars away because I didn't have another dollar? Like, no. I don't get involved in that. Well, I do, actually. Every time there's an office pool, it's a little exception I make because oh. I remember when I was growing up, there was a guy who didn't participate in the pool and it made news and uh, he, you know, everybody else got a lot of money and he didn't and I felt bad for him. And and what happened to him? I thought he would be the happiest of all of them, I don't know. I you. just, it wasn't like, it, it just, he, no, I, I think he wanted 
you want it, you I, I make an exception. I always participate in the office pool. Okay. And uh but still I just don't think it's a health do you gamble? No. Hmm. What I, else? All right. I don't have any vices. I'm perfect. I would be fine with this money. Wow. So interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no vices whatsoever? None. I don't. I what, really don't. What do you mean by it? what do you what do you what do you call a vice? Well, the w- things you mentioned, if possibly they could become vices. There are all drinking, kinds of things. Yeah, drugs, drinking, and uh, and gambling. I would start a, a shelter for dogs. Hey, let me tell like you something. A farm. No, no, no! Don't yes. do that. Dogs are well taken care of. You know we take better care of you know what you want to take care of somebody take care of people take care of foster children america gives more money to its dogs than it does to foster kids mm-hmm. human beings i prefer people to dogs i love dogs but the last thing they need is another foundation another shelter another this another that they've got it so good especially in america well that's your opinion i'm it's the billionaire it's a fact I'm the billionaire. Totally. I'm going to have a bunch of dogs running around my yacht. Right. And yes, I will give to other charities. All right. So, look, is there any other news that we should know about? Hershey might not have enough candy for Halloween. This is like breaking news. This is this is top of the... What, because of the supply chain or something like that? That and the company, they manufacture on the same lines, the same equipment, the candy they make all year and the candy they make for the holidays and they had such a great first quarter. All right, they're going to be fine. Hey, you want to hear something good? Tell me. This is Matt Gates breaking the chops of some FBI guy for like 2 minutes because they're playing games with Hunter Biden's laptop. Listen to this, it's good. Okay. In that position. Do you know where Hunter Biden's laptop is? Again, I'm not going to talk about any potential well, ongoing investigation as I sit here. Do you know where it is? I'm not going to talk about any ongoing you, you, investigation. You come here and you tell I us you follow here. the facts in the law, but you can't even follow a laptop that you guys have had for three years. We follow the facts in the law and we speak in open court about our yeah, cases. But you aren't speaking about this, but you know who is speaking about it? The whistleblowers from the FBI who've gone to, to Senator Grassley and said that you guys purposefully take any information that is that is derogatory about Hunter Biden and you go and rat hole it so that you never have to speak about it in any circumstance. But the good news is you're not the only ones with that laptop. So Patrick Ho was convicted of bribing government officials in Africa, and he gave a million bucks to Hunter Biden. Are you familiar with that? I'm not going to speak about any ongoing investigation. I is can, that an ongoing? I can assure is that, you that an ongoing investigation? I can. I'm not going to. Patrick I'm Ho not bribe? Going to speak about any potential ongoing. Like, don't investigation. you see that that degrades the country's like belief in you guys when you have whistleblowers saying that you're purposefully rat-holing this information, and then you come here and say you won't talk about it? I mean, you know, inside Hunter Biden's multi-million-dollar deals with a Chinese energy company, Washington Post, Matt Vizier, Chinese elite. Paid $31 million to Hunter and the Bidens, Peter Schweitzer in the New York Post. Hunter Biden's business partner called Joe Biden the big guy in panic messages. Do you guys call Joe Biden the big guy at the Department of Justice? So I think it's important to understand why we don't speak about cases outside of the courtroom. But, 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 by, we, the we way, that, by the way, the, we, we I already know why. You know why you don't speak question? about it? Because it's about Hunter Biden. You guys have no problem leaking about other stuff, right? Like you got no problem going out and tagging parents at school board meetings as a national security threat. But when all of the facts and all of the law are before you regarding the corruption of Hunter Biden, you don't want to speak to that at all. And it's precisely why you've got folks that are talking to Senator Grassley about it. Bohai Harvest. So 10 days after Vice President Biden takes Hunter Biden to China, 10 days after this long toiling venture of Hunter Biden, they can't get off the ground. 10 days after they go, 
he automatically gets approved. So uh, for a deal in China with Bohai Harvest, like, have you guys looked into that? I'm not going to talk about any uh, ongoing investigation. Well, you know who else is talking? Wow. Good for uh, Matt Gates. I love that guy. Care to make a statement, Jacqueline? I'm just trying not to get monkeypox while he's sitting here. That's all I care about, candy and monkeypox. Well, don't worry about candy, uh, monkeypox. I didn't realize until recently it's a sexually transmitted disease. You, when did you realize this? Well, just the other day. Okay. I thought you could get it, you know, like anything, but it's a, it's an STD, technically, right? Yes. Hmm. It's not fatal, though. No. Not so far. So what's the big, uh, you know, what's the big uh, deal about it? Apparently it's very uncomfortable and it's it's painful. I think the big deal about it more than anything is the name. They they say it's derived from rats, actually. I know. But if it were called like, you know, LT49, it would not be a big deal. They're trying to change the name. To something more, more benign. Like MRXV or something like that. Hey, what do we do about guys who wear masks? Like, I'm sorry, I'm seeing so much crime in the daytime, and they're all wearing masks. It's to the point that if you see somebody outdoors yeah. and they're wearing a mask, I think there's a damn good chance they're planning a crime, just committed a crime, coming from a crime. They're about, well, I think they're a criminal. Well, as soon as we had to mask up, I thought crime would go up because of that. Because when else could you ever walk into a bank or any place like that with a mask on and nobody thinks twice about it because everybody's wearing one? On July 5th by St. Nicholas Avenue and West 144th Street in the Bronx, two individuals on city bikes opened fire on multiple victims. I'm looking at the video right now. Here, here's something else we got to do. we got to ban the masks. You can't cover your face in public. And we also have to say no more city bikes. And we could flip the switch overnight. We could just say... You can't rent them anymore, right? We could. But what about privately owned bicycles? Well, this is a step in the right direction. I mean, okay. you know, but the city bikes, a lot of the criminals use city bikes, and I, either they go the wrong way. Do you ride a bike? I I have. I don't do it that much right now. Yeah. I'm glad, Jacqueline, because we need you around here. Oh, not in the street. No, I tried that once. I got two car lengths, and I just got too nervous. I only ride around Central Park. But I see people, like, riding with no helmets, kids. Whenever I see a a guy on a bike with a little kid on the back, I just assume the mother's dead. Because (gasps) I, yes, because if I feel like if I was that guy's wife, he'd be dead. (laughs) I'd kill him if he put my little kid on the back of a bike. It's really not a good idea. It's one thing to do it if you live in the country or the suburbs in a park, but and uh, not not in New York City. Well, Jacqueline, streets, no. Have a great weekend. Thanks for wishing me alive. What do you mean by that? When you said that, you know, you you want to keep me around, you don't want me on the bicycle. Well, I feel like that was a step in the right direction. You had me dead in an alley from winning the lottery like just 14 minutes ago. So I'm really happy we, we turned this around. Excellent, excellent. All right. And if you do play the lottery, let me know. I would like to uh, get a piece of that action. <laughs> All, right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'll be, be right back. Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, what is a recession? Uh, Biden denies recession as U.S. enters a recession. Yes, it's true. Uh, We are in a recession. Two quarters back-to-back negative growth. This is textbook a definition. Yes, they're trying to say, well, the unemployment, the inflationary. No, this is is a recession. Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, what a weird scaredy cat she seems to be, huh? 
Uh, every time she opens her mouth, some sort of gun is to her head. Very strange. Hey, one quick shout out to the fake news, although it's the fake news of uh, 1989. Uh, back in the day, they did a pretty good job uh, describing the Central Park jogger situation. They were spot on accurate. Let's see here. Cod 67. Eight suspects were arraigned this weekend, aged 14 to 17. Some of the young men told police they were just out wilding. Wilding is a word you won't find in Webster's. Wilding. New York City police say that's new teenage slang for rampaging and wolf packs, attacking people just for the fun of it. The district attorney's office says the teenagers have confessed. The spokesman said some of those confessions are on videotape. A woman jogging and Central Park. Now, one thing that I figured out very early on and nobody else did, wilding, this whole wilding thing, you know, a new term for uh, going up to people and hassling them. No, 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 no. Don't you be so troublesome. It was not wilding. It was wild thing. Wild thing. Remember that? The Tone Loke song? Well, it came out just a few months prior. It was a very big song, heavy in circulation. That's what they were getting at, the wild thing being the sexual act. They were going out to do the wild thing. And, um, well, it got totally crazy, totally abhorrent. And that woman, Trisha Mealy, I believe her name is, 28 years old, still living with the injuries from that day. I don't think she has a... I think she's blind in one eye. She's got a, oh boy, she was, she almost died. Doctors knew that that was a gang attack. Not one person, not one person. And can I hear Corey Wise try to explain his way out of it? Cut 69. This is my first ring. I never did this before this school room, the last time doing it. I never, this is my first experience. Did you hit her or kick her? I didn't do nothing. I was just playing with her. Did you hold her legs down? Huh? I hold the lady down for what? Five seconds. That's and that was when Stephen was on top of her? Yeah. All right. Hey, he was only involved for five seconds. And he only held her leg down for five seconds. And uh, he only played with her. He didn't. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty brutal confession there. That's a, that's a confession. And the DNA evidence that they say exonerates the Central Park Five, right? Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, exoneration, that's the word of the decade, right? They're exonerated. No, they're not. Uh, cut 68. This is all fake. Cut 68. The Central Park Five, five young black and Latino boys who were innocent, who were baited into confessing to a crime they didn't commit. The Central Park Five, the teens, were wrongly convicted of the brutal beating and raping of the jogger in 1989. The Central Park Five, all the way back. These these were the five boys who were wrongly in prison, wrongly convicted. The Central Park Five, uh, the the, uh, the, uh, boys who were innocent and spent years in jail uh, for for a crime they, they, they didn't commit. It's amazing how lazy people are. Some of the folks there are pretty smart under ordinary circumstances. But just because you're smart doesn't mean you're not lazy. And all of the confessions, by the way, are available online. And all that nonsense about DNA evidence uh, absolving them, not true. Just not true. A total myth. A total and complete myth. All right. where The weekend is almost here. Christine in Middletown. Hello again. 
Hi, Greg. Good afternoon. Um, that was a great interview you had with Carrie Lake. I would definitely vote for her if she was in Connecticut. Yeah, great lady. What's going on, man? Or uh, ma'am, madam? Sorry about well, that, Christine. I just sit and I went down to Yonkers, ready to go into a bowling center for practice. Um, live golf. I don't know why people are making such a big deal about it. Um, it's another entertainment option for professional golf. And people that complain, oh, it's blood money. Well, they have to look at the PGA Tour having events in China as well. And people forget about that part, sir. That's interesting. You're right about that. I didn't know about the PGA having events in China. And I, I got to be honest with myself. I'm wearing a lot of clothes from China. And I know they got a horrible, horrible record. I mean, half the stuff in here, look anywhere. It's all from China. I wish that weren't the case, but it is. Uh, hey, Christine, thank you. Hey, real quick, did you say you're going bowling? Yeah. Fabulous. Well, I'm going to attempt both. All right. Used, well, in college, I'm in, I won a national championship in college. I'm in four bowling hall of fame. Where'd so. you go to uh, college? This little Erie Community College outside of Buffalo. All right. Well, Christine, have a great weekend. Appreciate your support, and uh, thank you very much. Let's do one other. Frank is in uh, Bayshore. Hey, Greg. How are you, man? It's uh, first time uh, talking to you. I uh, just wanted to let you know that I uh, I enjoy your show. I listen to you every day, and I enjoy the entire lineup that uh, John uh, Katzmatidis puts on uh, Monday through uh, Sunday. So I just wanted to let you know that. Uh, Thank I you. I also wanted to let you know. Yeah, no problem. I also wanted to let you know that as as far as Brittany Grimer is concerned, you know what concerns me. I think that she uh, that she meets a certain particular demographic. Uh, with regards to, you know, being black, being female. I don't know if she's gay or straight. I don't know what where she stands in that. She's regard, gay. But... She's married to a woman. But keep going. So I mean but I think she I think she I think she she hits on all of the uh you know the, the left's uh uh you know uh, parameters with regards to uh you know what, what they consider to be most important. Uh be, being that that being said, uh I, I think the thing that bothers me most is there are there are a lot of guys that have uh, that that have that have been in Russia, uh, you know, uh, real patriots uh, that have been in jail for uh, much longer than Brittany Grimer. Well, there's and this guy, that- you know. Look, I understand, but the media, being what the media is, I mean, she's famous. Famous people tend to get more attention. She's semi-famous, I guess. I don't know. Look, they're working to get that Whalen guy out as well, uh, but. This is just the way it is. I I wish it weren't this way. I wish we were more serious minded. But uh, you know, famous. Pe- remember when Lucy Liu's sister was stuck in North Korea? I remember that. I don't remember the name of the girl who she was with. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the most important criteria to me in all of this, she's American, and I want her back. Fair enough. Uh, listen, I, uh, I I I I would agree with you in that regard. But you want to know something? I mean, she's she kneels for the national anthem. Uh, she she's not stupid. I mean, they've got to tell her. I mean, she plays for a pro team. They got to tell her before you go. You can't be drink, bringing drugs with you. So I mean, you know, I mean, I, of, I I don't know. You know. I don't. I look. I I want her back. I want them all back. I I want them all back. I don't care what their political beliefs are. I want Americans not in jail overseas. All right. I just don't want it. I don't want it. Especially if you wouldn't be in jail back here. It's one thing if you kill somebody overseas, but she didn't do that. Listen, pal, I got to go. Thank you very much. Uh, We'll get to you next week, Barbara and the rest. Uh, Have a great weekend. I'll see you soon.